still go around. Sometimes we don't have to think about it at all. Attention drawn gently forth. Calmly away. Listen to what they say. You can be anywhere. You can be everywhere. You don't have to know how to do it. sit along here, you can sit around, you can sit around with us, you can sing along with us, Listen, you can sing, you can contemplate. Everything. People are people are commenting right now on the they're 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 discussing a little bit or they're discussing a lot. They're discussing nothing and everything. Well, so far, so far, I don't know what's happened. There's a there's a playlist, playlist and comments, comments and playlists. There's letters, there's glowing pixels for all all forms of glow. All kinds of things are glowing right now. You can type, you can read, you can read the names of the original pieces of music that are combined today, live in this moment, here on this cold night or daytime, depending on where you are. You can, you can type and read along with the people who are doing the same on the playlist comments, discussion board, chat room. You can find the links within your archive file or at the top of lastever.org 
or on Tuesday night at the top of WTJU.net. From Wednesday afternoon or right now. Somewhere near the top of WFMU.org, the link to the playlist and comments of Ken's last ever radio extravaganza, the one that's happening right now. When I'm saying this, I'm feeling like January in 2014, but by the time you're hearing this, possibility changes. Thanks for listening. You can also email quietly and and one-on-one at ken at lastever.org. You can call in live during the show. You can just talk about it or scream about it or read that poem that you haven't written yet, but you can write that poem on the air. If you're hearing, if you're hearing this on Tuesday night, if you're, the only, if, the, if you're hearing this on Tuesday night, January 7th, you can call in live. The number is just on Tuesday night, 434-971-8678. Any other times you're hearing this, you calling that number is not not, not what I'm inviting right now. If you'd prefer to call in on a Wednesday afternoon, there will be opportunities to do that. Plan ahead, January 29th. January 29th is the next time you can call in live if you happen to be listening on a Wednesday afternoon. Maybe. If the show is still going, the show might stop. The show might stop very, very soon but it's going to go for at least another hour and 43 minutes. So thanks for listening. We'll make things together. We'll make the stew. It will be old and it will be new. This is called Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza.
for the mind of North America will be fought in the video arena, the video drone. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, the television screen is part of the physical structure of the brain. Therefore, whatever appears on the television screen emerges as raw experience for those who watch it. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. Reality is already half video hallucination. If you're not careful, it will become total hallucination.
You'll have to learn to live in a very strange new world. was it you were thinking about? was it you were thinking about?
was it you were thinking about? How's the show? What was it you were thinking about? Trouble sleep? Well, no. Are you sure? You okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was it you were thinking show? about? Trouble sleep? What was it you were thinking about? You okay? Well. What was it you were thinking about? Well. What was it you were thinking about? Yeah. You okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How's the show? Show. Well. Trouble sleep? No. You 
sure. What was it you were thinking about? Burning the midnight oil? Yeah. Okay. When? Have you thought about calling that doctor? No. Well, the month's up. I think we should stick to the plan. When was it find you?
words that it was for me. And the sign said the words of the prophets are written on the subway wall. Tenement halls whispered.
unchanging in time. The fact that gravity is always attracted implies that the universe must be either expanding or contracting. According to the general theory of relativity, there must have been a state of infinite density in the past, the Big Bang, which would have been an effective beginning of time. Similarly, if the whole universe re-collapsed, there must be another state of infinite density in the future, the Big Crunch, which would be an end of time. Even if the whole universe did not re-collapse, there would be singularities in any localized regions that collapse to form black holes. These singularities would be an end of time for anyone who fell into the black hole. At the Big Bang and other singularities, all the laws were broken down, so God would still have had complete freedom to choose what happened and how the universe began. When we combine quantum mechanics with general relativity, there seems to be a new possibility that did not arise before, that space and time together might form a finite four-dimensional space without singularities or boundaries, like the surface of the Earth, but with more dimensions. It seems that this idea could explain many of the observed features of the universe, such as its large-scale uniformity and also the smaller-scale departures from homogeneity, like galaxies, stars, and even human beings. It could even account for the arrow of time that we observe. But if the universe is completely self-contained, with no singularities or boundaries, and completely described by a unified theory, that has profound implications for the role of God as creator. Einstein once asked the question, how much choice did God have in constructing the universe? If the no-boundary proposal is correct, he had no freedom at all to choose initial conditions. He would, of course, still have had the freedom to choose the laws that the universe obeyed. This, however, may not really have been all that much of a choice. There may well be only one or a small number of complete unified theories, such as the uh, heterotic string theory, that are self-consistent and allow the existence of structures as complicated as human beings who can investigate the laws of the universe and ask about the nature of God. Even 
If there is only one possible unified theory, it is just a set of rules and equations. What is it that breathes fire into the equation and makes a universe for them to describe? The usual approach of science, of constructing a mathematical model, cannot answer the questions of why there should be a universe for the model to describe. Why does the universe go to all the bother of existing? Is the unified theory so compelling that it brings about its own existence? Or does it need a creator? And if so, does he have any other effect on the universe? And who created it? Up to now, most scientists have been too occupied with the development of new theories that describe what the universe is to ask the question, why? On the other hand, the people whose business is to ask why, the philosophers, have not been able to keep up with the advance of scientific theories. In the 18th century, philosophers considered the whole of human knowledge, including science, to be their field and discuss questions such as, did the universe have a beginning? However, in the 19th and 20th centuries, science became too technical and mathematical for the philosophers, or anyone else except a few specialists. Philosophers reduced the scope of their inquiries so much that uh, Wittgenstein, the most famous philosopher of this century, said, the sole remaining task for philosophy is the analysis of language. Anything you like by divine, that's your option. But anybody who receives it will express it within the limits of what language he knows. And by language here, I don't only mean English, Latin, Greek, Hebrew, or Sanskrit. I mean language in the sense of what sort of terms are available to you. What, is, what kind of religion were you brought up with? Now you see, if you were brought up in the Bible Belt, you came out of Arkansas somewhere, and uh, that's all the religion you knew. And you had a mystical experience of the type where you suddenly discover that you are one with God. Then you're liable to get up and say, I'm Jesus Christ. And lots of people do. Well, the culture that we live in just can't allow that. There's only one Jesus Christ. And sort of you don't look like you were Jesus Christ coming back again because it's said in the scriptures that when he comes back, there'll be no doubt about it. He'll appear in the heavens with legions of angels. And you're not doing that. You're just old Joe Dokes that we knew years ago. And now you say you're Jesus Christ. Well, he says, that when Jesus Christ said he was God, nobody believed him. And you don't believe again. You know, you can't answer that argument. But you see, he says it that way because he is trying to express what happened to him in terms of a religious language which is circumscribed by the Holy Bible. He's never read the Upanishads. He's never read the Diamond Sutra. He's never read the Tibetan Book of the Dead or the I Ching or the Lao Tzu. And therefore, there is no other way in which he can say this. But if he had read the Upanishads, he would have had no difficulty, and nor would the culture, the society in which he was talking, have any difficulty. Because it says in the Upanishads, we are all incarnations of God. Only they don't mean by the word God, in fact they don't use that word, they use Brahman. They don't mean the same thing that a Hebrew meant by God. The television screen.
become the retina of the mind's eye. China there lived a widower with two loving daughters. When his eldest daughter died, he was left with only the youngest, Senjo. Because she was beautiful, many sought her hand, and when she came of age, Senjo's father selected a good and prosperous husband for her from among her suitors. But alas, Senjo had long before fallen in love with Ochu. They had known each other since playing in childhood, when Sanjo's father had laughingly told them they were well-matched and should get married when they grew up. Somehow they took him to heart, and imagining they were engaged, they came to love each other deep understand them. That is the art. Working with Emotions After Awakening The Buddha taught we must become aware and accepting Morning the entire range of the heart calls out in prayer. Answer us, God, for we are in great distress. Please be near to our outcry. Let your kindness comfort us. Before we call to you, answer us, as even the prophet Isaiah has said. And it will be that before they call, I will answer, and while they yet speak, I will hear. Without understanding the source of suffering, Human beings strive to gain happiness by possessiveness and greed, through violence and hatred. We act out of delusion and ignorance, creating pain as an inevitable result. Our grasping, our aggressive entanglement in the world brings with it unavoidable struggle and loss. Yet all is done purportedly to seek safety. Another thing the battle in Seattle sounded the alarm for, a la Paul Revere, instead of the British are coming, the British are coming, the Frankenfood's coming, the Frankenfood's coming. You know, Europe has been hip to this for a long time, and the protests have been fierce over there against the imposition of genetically modified, or should I say genetically mutilated, GM food over there. And there's a lot of it has been snuck into our food already here. Almost every brand of cornflake, for example. And believe it or not, a lot of vegan soybean products. Be careful, because they're using that in some of those, too. Time Magazine reported that 81% of the people they polled want labeling of genetically modified frankenfood put on our food. That is a battle that can be won. 
But the opposition is fierce is at a time when Bill Clinton and King George II and Al Gore and especially Tony Blair in Britain are owned and operated by Monsanto for all practical purposes. We're one of the leading pioneers of Frankenfood. And what they don't want you to know is not all the Frankenfood experiments are working very well either. There was the King Salmon Company in New Zealand that tried to make some Frankenfishies. They grew five times their normal size and had so many things wrong with them and health problems and who knows what kind of arms and flippers growing out of them that they didn't even let those things out. They took every single one of them and destroyed them. It was so bad. This is what can go wrong with Frankenfood. And on the other hand, damage control is an operation big time on Frankenfood. Check out the current cover to Time magazine. One million kids a year could be saved with this new strain of rice. But environmental activists don't want it to happen. No reason to think they're not going to try and do the same thing with the net. And as a means to that end, watch out for something in Congress right now, House Resolution 833, which is a little rider attached to bankruptcy bill, which according to Rock and Rap Confidential, would allow the government to break into anyone's house at any time without a warrant, without ever telling you they've even been there, to check your hard drive to see what you got on there and to plant a program in your hard drive that would automatically transmit all your keystrokes to the government if they want to. And one of the sponsors of this bill is the Clinton administration. Another reason we need to put the Democratic Party out of its misery when they lie to us like this. A little moment there, a little moment from 13 years ago. Do things feel different now? Do things feel different now that those things that were coming have been happening for a long time? That have been going on over and over for years. Well recorded, well documented. With the illusion all around us of some kind of mass controlled media in fact, there is less coverage than ever of what the masses are really doing or thinking, or what resistances they're putting up, what people are really feeling. You'd almost never guess. listening to WTJU Charlottesville on Wednesday morning. On Wednesday afternoon, you're listening to WFMU's Give the Drummer Radio. Any day of the week, you're listening to the archive of Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. This is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. You can hear it. You can hear it in archived form. You can go back, 
You can listen to one show every week, going backwards one week at a time. You can get through a couple of years that way, or a few years. I think you can get through a few years that way without me needing to go forward and providing more because there's so much to catch up on. There's so much all around. So I may not make too many more for now. Thank you if you're hearing this live and you can hear some more live. Maybe for a couple more weeks yet, you can still hear them live. The schedule right now is every other Tuesday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time on WTJU and with the secret simulcast on WFMU's Give the Drummer Radio and live every single Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on WFMU's Give the Drummer Radio. But maybe taking a hiatus shortly. Feeling hiatical. Feeling, feeling inclement. Feeling, feeling a recline. If you feel something, this is one of the last chances you can call only on Wednesday morning, not on Wednesday afternoon. On Wednesday morning, you can call 434-971-8678. If you call, you'll be directly on the air. You'll be on the air, here on the radio, here on the internet, here in the archive, here in all the forms. You can call and talk and respond and react and share something completely new at 434-971-8678. Thanks for listening to one of the very last ever, Ken's last ever radio extravaganza.
but they admit that it exists, where the baby cannot distinguish between the world and the way it acts upon the world. It's all one process, which is, of course, the way things are. But we learn very quickly because we're taught very quickly what is you and what is not you. What is voluntary, what is involuntary, because you can be punished for the voluntary but not for the involuntary. And so it is that there are 40 minutes to go. And so we unlearn what we knew in the beginning. And in the course of life, if we're fortunate, we discover again what we really are. That each one of us is what would be called in Arabic or Hebrew, a son of God. And the word son of means of the nature of, as when you call someone a son of a bitch. Or in Arabic you say Ebedi Kelb, which means son of a dog, Ebedi El son of a donkey. So, the son of Belial means an evil person. Son of God means a divine person. Human beings who have realized union with God. Now my assumption, my opinion, is that Jesus of Nazareth was a human being, like Buddha, like Sri Ramakrishna, like Ramana Maharshi, etc., who early in life had a colossal experience of what we call cosmic consciousness. Now, you don't have to be any particular kind of religion to get this experience. It can hit anyone, anytime, like falling in love. There are obviously a number of you in this building who have it, in greater or lesser degree. They found all over the world. And when it hits you, you're giving up. Sometimes it comes out of your heard me use the metaphor of the wake. Alan Watts talked about the wake is not what drives the boat. In general, quantum mechanics does not predict a single definite result for an observation. Governed by the Athenians, which the Athenians themselves recognized was a tyranny. A tyranny that did some good things, but which is impossible to leave once you join. So long as the vast population doesn't wander about quoting the Magna Carta and the Constitution, it's all right. The firemen were enough to check that now and then. No, the cities don't bother us, and you look like hell. They moved along the bank of the river going south. Or by watching Mark Spitz scroll through the water. Or by uh, observing other people doing it. You may remove some of the doubt, but you will never know how to swim until you get in the water and blub around a few times and then do it. Instead, it predicts a number of different possible outcomes and tells us how likely each of these is. That is to say, if one made the same measurement on a large number of similar systems, each of which started off in the same way, one would find that the result of the measurement would be A in a certain number of cases, B in a different number, and so on. One could predict the approximate number of times that the result would be A or B, but one could not predict the specific result of an individual measurement. 
quantum mechanics, therefore, introduces an unavoidable element of unpredictability or randomness into science. Einstein objected to this very strongly, despite the important role he had played in the development of the ideas. Einstein was awarded the Nobel Prize for his contribution to quantum theory. Nevertheless, Einstein never accepted that the universe was governed by chance. His feelings were summed up in his most famous statement. And then you'll have a knowing, and that knowing is something that you'll never lose. It's like riding a bicycle, or dancing the Macarena, or making a, a lemon meringue pie, or anything that you know how to do. It's because you've made conscious contact. And I'd like to suggest that there's a big difference between knowing about a divine presence, knowing about a sacred awareness, knowing about God, and knowing God. One. I saw you flirting with that woman at the party. Or, I saw you talking with that woman at the party for more than one hour. The wake is just a trail that is left behind. That's all it is. And so is the wake of your life. And the wake doesn't make the boat go, and neither does the wake of your life, the reason why your life is going in the direction that it is. that your work has become more important to you than your family or you have been leaving for work before dawn and coming home after 10 p.m. every day for the last three weeks. There's a big difference. Just like there's a big difference between knowing about the possibility of being able to heal myself of something that is bothering me, perhaps a disease process. I perhaps may believe that it's possible because I've read other people and I've heard others say it. And I've read the testimony, and I've listened to the tapes, and I've gone to the seminar. They took students and educated them. Educated them in the skills that would make this student a success in the Athenian democracy. And of course, that meant above all, to speak well. Behind, that is not what drives the boat. The metaphor of the wake, Alan Watts talked about the wake, is not what drives the boat. The wake is just a trail that is left behind. That's all it is. And so is the wake of your life. And the wake doesn't make the boat go, and neither does the wake of your life, the reason why your life is going in the direction that it is. The wake is a trail that is left behind, and it's an illusion to believe that it is the cause of your suffering or your struggles. to carry me.
Sometimes you make you make nests, you you save away, you store away for for winter. I allow myself to notice that winter is here. So why not nestle in? Two hours can be a long time. It's been at least two hours since I've seen you. I haven't even spoken with you in at least two hours. Maybe longer. We haven't spoken on the phone. You brought you brought over that cake. And I was meaning to make things for you. I gave you something once, but I, I thought of giving you things more times than that. given you things. Maybe you've received things from me without my realizing it. Maybe you're receiving from me all the time. Maybe it's something unexpected that I don't realize. Some kind of trail that I'm leaving out for you in this world that you can see, that you appreciate. That's something that's good for you. Maybe you've even talked about it. Maybe it's something you look forward to. You figured out a pattern. Maybe you think that it's something that I make for you, just for you. Maybe you write letters in response to me. Maybe you send me packages. Maybe you send me packages that I'm not supposed to open, but I keep the packages around anyway. I keep the unopened packages around. And maybe I I can imagine all the possibilities. I understand. Some things may be said, but some things are not meant to be heard. But we like to say them to each other anyway. And so I keep the packages. I keep the package sitting on the stairs. I keep the package at the bottom of the stairs. You know, it's been a long time that people have commented, they've walked in and they've said something about boxes. In that case, it was just one box. Everyone who came in said, look, you have a package. And so this package, maybe you didn't realize, even as you sent me this package, maybe you didn't realize just how much I received from this package and how much this package sent out to the world and I don't realize what people did afterwards, what people did later when they remembered that package. Maybe it came to them in a dream. Maybe it was an element in a piece of art they made. Maybe they made a movie and there's a dream sequence in it and in the dream somebody sees a package at the bottom of the stairs and they they wonder what's inside the package and they think maybe one day I'll open that package. So I try to give not too much and not too little out to the world.
try not to worry too much about schedules, plans, expectations, but I allow for them. try to be more gentle with these things. I don't, there are a lot of packages, you know, I don't, I don't open packages. I don't open boxes. Perhaps I take comfort in the presence of closed boxes with contents, with pasts, with potential, with other people. I have history of people through the boxes, sometimes through the outsides of the boxes. Sometimes I know exactly what's inside of them. Sometimes I can guess. I have, in the one case, I did shake the box to try to figure out what might be inside without opening it. And so I could create images in my head. I built, I built a model. Do you build models of the world? Do you build and rebuild models? Do you change the shapes of those models as you learn new things or as new ideas occur to you? Are you someone who builds models, builds models in your head, builds models in your head? I know about the people who build things in space. You can see those things. Even if they're kept inside boxes, you can see the boxes, but what about the people who are building things in their heads? The modern idea that it's a head, that the idea that you build, what if, what if you, the things that you build inside of you when you see things and you keep changing them and restructuring them, do you see them like physical structures? Sometimes people like to depict things that way, but it's, I think, because they're using visual mediums. And I don't know if it really is like that. Do you see them as physical structures when you're talking to people? Do you see words move around? Maybe you don't, but is it like a structure? Are you putting a structure together? When you see someone's face, someone, when you walk into someone, you see their face. Is it like you're building a model of their face that you can then recognize it? Align it with something that you know. You make space inside of you so that you can recognize feelings that are triggered by looking at this face before you know what the face means. As far as words, do you have feelings? Do you trust this person? Are you confused by this person? Is there something repulsive about this person to you? Are you afraid of them? Do you want to know more about this person? When you see this person, do you find that you're breathing in more through your nose than you were before? Does your breathing stop short? You can feel it in your lungs. Maybe you notice something about the movement of your tongue as soon as you see this person against the roof of your mouth. Maybe there's a looseness somewhere in your body. Maybe you feel a little more relaxed on your feet. 
your pupils, do you notice them dilating or contracting? Just when you see this person, do, they, do you feel a sort of tingling in the back of your neck? A sort of chill along the surface of your skull? Do you feel excited? Are you shy? Do you look away? Do you look to the side? Do you look down? Maybe you look in just one of the eyes. You notice the eyes they're sort of darting around. Maybe they're not looking at you. How do you know how to respond? Do you move forward with one arm outstretched? Is this someone for whom both arms should be outstretched and you move forward from your center outwards? Or do you think this you're, this person, you're supposed to kiss on the cheek. One cheek, or two, or three? And which one first? If you both go for the, if you go for the wrong side, because the other person always knows the right side. The other person knows what the correct custom is of the moment, whether it's shaking hands, or hugging, or waving, or bowing, or nodding. A slight raise of the eyebrow, or kissing, left cheek to left cheek, or left then right then left. Can you process all this quickly enough? You had something in your hand. Your hand was in your pocket. Don't forget what that was. There's a noise. There are many noises all around. Some are far away, some are close. There are animals, there are machines. Some of the machines, deep inside, they remind you of animals. Where does your model go? Do you take notes later? Do you try to remember, or do you just try to forget the entire experience? Maybe you don't try, maybe it just happens. Like a dream escaping. You can see the dream floating away. You're thinking about it, and you know there's that feeling. It's like you're about to forget that. You know it's happening, but you can't grab on. Is that what the learning is like from this experience? Maybe you carry around a little tape recorder and you take notes to yourself. But do you ever play back the recordings? Maybe the recordings are just to be left for someone else in a box. They'll find it a long time from now. That's why you do it to a tape. It's more likely that someone later will be able to play the tape than any, any of the more modern effects. Maybe you think you're the star of a movie. You're trying to record everything. 
Maybe you'll be taking your memories to your grave. Have you built your grave already? Is your grave like a model? Have you made a model of your grave? A model in your head? A model with sticks? Or a model on paper? Did your teachers tell you that, that you were morbid? Depending on where and when you, you were growing up, were the responses very harsh? Did the responses involve rulers, standing in corners, writing something repeatedly on the blackboard, typing something over and over with copy and paste? Perhaps it was a change in your medication. Perhaps they felt you were not properly sedated. So I wonder all these things. You could write me a letter. I might leave the letter in the envelope. I might leave the envelope in the mailbox. But I'm glad you sent it. You can write my response as well. You can send me that because I'd be curious to see what you think I'd write back. I'd actually be very interested in that. I think everyone, it would be enjoyable if everyone began to only send things to me that they think that I would send to them. Whether it's writings, become distracted as I exist in many moments. The Wednesday morning moment, I've just lost everyone. Everyone is gone. Everyone who I was asking questions of, they've all floated away. Uh, but I think they're coming back now. Maybe. so many questions for them but hopefully they'll come back I mean I, I still have you here there's still so many other people here even the ones who are coming and going it's everyone the people on the radio are still here and the people on Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 4 p.m. They're probably still here. It's hard to predict that one right now because that time hasn't happened yet.
well, on with the show anyway. On with the archived show and the radio show and... I feel sad, I feel sad about the people who have disappeared. Maybe they're back. Maybe they're back. And yes, welcome back to the live moment. For those who have been here the whole time, hello again. And for those who are just returning, so we depend on on unreliable things, less reliable than boxes, less reliable than letters sent, letters sent that I may never open, but I still wish, I still wish for what I was wishing for. I'm still wishing for people to send things to me as though I sent them to them, whether they be letters, email, works of audio, food, ideas, or mental models. I'm be so interested in seeing how how people see the world, how people see me, how people see the world, my world through me. I could try to offer the same in return. Think about that one for a while. You could do that for everyone. From now on, everything you send to someone, send it as though you are them. Send it as though it's something that they would have sent. Send it as though you are sending like them. Speak as though you're speaking like them when you call them. Whatever it is that you do, send it to them like them. Be living reflections. We will all reverse roles. There will still be a complete balance. If we all do this, we will have a complete balance. There will still be as many of us as there were before. We've just shifted around the roles. We will all be different kinds of actors and we will realize that we've been acting the whole time. As we realize actually how fluidly we can move through this acting process. Maybe it'll be easier for you to act after someone has acted for you as you. Maybe you will then feel the freedom to no longer be you. That's been covered and you can be the person who's talking to you. As you move around the world, you can constantly exchange identities, even with strangers. You can take on the gate of the person who's walking towards you, and maybe they will do the same for you if they noticed how you were walking. Try this. See where it brings you. missing parts of the show they'll be in the archive as far as I know and they'll be aired later today Wednesday 2 to 4 p.m. today you're listening right now Wednesday 2 to 4 p.m. you're listening on WFMU's Give the Drummer Radio every Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 4 p.m. until it stops maybe stopping very soon there's not enough room for everything there's not enough time for everything there's exactly as much time as there is which has just everything in it for being with me at all times. 
I'll try to offer this to you as like, like I'm you. I'll try to do a show the way you would do a show. Well, no, maybe you wouldn't do a show. I need to know more people who would do shows. I was just thinking about one of them. Right before the show, I was thinking about someone who used to do a show, who I brought here to do a show. I think that was a good thing to do. We could all bring things to each other. We could all bring people back or forward to other experiences that they might not bring themselves to on their own. This too is kind of a reflection, kind of a reflection process that can be useful for people. They may have wanted to bring themselves there, but they couldn't see it. You can show it to them. You can bring them to all the things that they want or need. One thing at a time. You will help the world. You will help everyone in the world. And you will help your world. for the final 15 minutes of the show. Perhaps moving backwards. Thanks for listening. You can listen to archives of this show going back nearly 20 years. It seems I may not make it to my 20-year anniversary of being on the air. You can go to the... You can search for Ken's last ever radio extravaganza on the internet. It will take you to the address lastever.org. You can read about and listen about and write about and swirl about going back all the way to 1994. You can especially listen to the shows from the last couple of years. It's been a nice year. It's been a good couple of years. And there's been some good periods all throughout there. And some pretty interesting things happen in from 2003 to 2005 as well and been reflecting on those lately and today using some materials that only surfaced then. You could send email to ken at lastever.org. You can call sometimes. Sometimes you can call. If you're listening live, you can call on the air. If you're listening, that is on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you can call 434-971-8678. You could send letters to one of the respective stations. It's kind of an indirect way to do things. But eventually, something sitting in a box may reach me or may reach someone that it would be nice for it to reach. Thanks for your offerings and thanks for being and thanks for commenting on the live playlist comment happening comments board discussion playlist. You can read the names of every single sample that's happened in the show. Every sample except some of the samples that may have happened in the little bits of earlier shows that peaked in but there are links on the playlist to look at the playlists for those shows and you can try to figure it out from there there's a podcast as well lastever.org slash podcast it sort of gives you the shows automatically after they've happened it lags behind oh months probably it's sort of another way of doing it and that's everything show will be going on for another 13 minutes and hopefully relief comes and I take a break 
and we'll see you Wednesday afternoon. I mean, we'll see you next Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for listening to Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza.
here's a great way to use the time. Here's a great here's a great thing to do with the time. I can back announce. I can back announce everything that's happened on the playlist comments board. Moving backwards, there was possibility waves who said these ideas feel very helpful beyond what I can express. Identity can be perplexing when it is given stasis, but some stasis seems to come naturally as stones holding together a riverbed. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to back announce the playlist. The playlist says that try this once every few months and I just it feels so awkward to talk about the show during the show that's not true at all is it so what is the problem is it just reading a list because I remember I was talking about how I like lists on a show why can't I read this list I'm looking at it well we were hearing bits of Ultima 4 for the Commodore 64 by Kenneth W. Arnold a loop of Amy Mann there were all, all, all sorts of things that happened within two past sh editions from Rewrite Your Agreement with Reality, a show from May 2004, and I believe a show just a few months ago, September, various samples. I think there were loops from the Bee Gees, More Than a Woman. There were sounds from n Outer Space, NASA, and Radio Moscow from the 60s. Robert Anton Wilson peeked in, but we didn't hear much of that. Jello Biafra spoke on Frankenfoods and warned us that the U.S. government is going to begin to spy on us. That was 13 years old. So read it backwards. Jack Cornfield, Alan Watts, Stephen Merritt, Stephen Hawking, Simon without Garfunkel, Garfunkel without Simon, Jack Creeley from a David Cronenberg movie, Videodrome, Thanks to another David for reminding me. David Cronenberg spoke. Brian Eno. Donald Sutherland, Timothy Hutton, and Mary Tyler Moore from Ordinary People. John Bryan loops. They're happening right now. Loops of John Bryan backwards and forwards and layered from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Eric Satie, as well as Eric Satie, reinterpreted by Johnny Mandel as on the soundtrack to Being There from 1979, as well as Eric Satie just left alone. And so it goes. And so we go. listening one of many ways at many times if you're listening on early Wednesday morning and you're listening on WTJU Charlottesville coming up next DJ Hummingbird Feeder he'll be feeding you from his crates of well the things inside are very delicious it's a special treat and that'll be happening in three and a half minutes 
If you're listening on Wednesday afternoon on WFMU's Give the Drummer Radio, you're suddenly going to be whisked away into music that Give the Drummer some Doug Shulkine selected some time ago. I can tell you that perhaps tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, a new show will be coming to that stream. Welcome to the Bodega with Gary Sullivan, Bodega Pop Live. Maybe that's going to start airing tonight. Stay tuned for that. Look on the schedule. Look on the WFMU homepage to find out. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you're listening to an archive. If you're listening to an archive, go back and find another. Sometimes the ones in bold print or unusual colors. At the moment I put those up, I thought those are particularly interesting ones. Try those out or try the other ones. Try the underdogs. Archives at lastever.org. And thanks for sending me notes. You can send anonymous notes too through the through the website lastever.org. You can send an anonymous note. I won't know who you are. It's one of the many ways. Thanks for calling in the past weeks when you did call and emailing at other times when I was actually checking email. Maybe one, two, three, three or four more times I'll be on the air and maybe then I'll stop. I'll be on next Wednesday afternoon on WFMU from 2 to 4 p.m. on the internet on Give the Drummer Radio and I'll be on TJU again in two Tuesdays, two Tuesdays from now, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. There we go.
messages coming to you from a distant place that had great resonance for you. I had a brain tumor and I had visions. I believed the visions caused the tumor and not the reverse. I could feel the visions coalesce and become flesh. Uncontrollable flesh.